I'm Lisa Stone, and you are listening to Season 8 of Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 8 of the Parenting Aces podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and this week the talk is all about nutrition, and specifically Aerobar, a nutrition bar developed specifically for tennis players by tennis players. And the story of this product is really pretty fascinating. The founding members of the company all came through junior tennis and college tennis. And so this whole story of how they've used tennis to develop a product, to grow a company, to overcome obstacles is very, very fascinating. Today, we are talking specifically with Andrew Golub, who is one of the founding members of Aerobar. Andrew came up through junior tennis in the state of Florida, played his college tennis at University of Miami, and has gone on to coach and now is working in the business world. He's Married, has two young children himself, one of whom has already started playing junior sports. And and Andrew shares some of the lessons that he takes from his own junior tennis journey now that he is a sports parent himself. And I think you'll find his story very, very interesting. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Andrew Golub. If you haven't already, please check out our Patreon page and consider becoming a patron of Parenting Aces podcast. We would love to have your support there. And For the rest of you, if you are interested in learning more about Parenting Aces, check out the show notes on ParentingAces.com, go through our articles, look at our membership opportunities, and all of the great information that we share through our website and our social media channels. We're happy to have you as part of our Parenting Aces family. For now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's podcast episode with Andrew Golub of Aerobar. Andrew Golub, thank you so much for coming on the Parenting Aces podcast. I'm so excited to hear what's going on with you and with Aerobar and where the journey is headed. Well, thank you for having me, Lisa. And uh, it has been quite the journey, that's for sure. So um, I'm more than happy to share all the insight and what we're doing currently and where we've come from and the whole nine yards. I think that's, it's it's exciting. And just to give my audience a little bit of background, you and I first got in touch with each other electronically, as I do with pretty much everybody (laughs) that I know these days, Um, when Aerobar first hit the market and, um, you know, you sent me some samples and, and we talked and we did, I think we did a podcast when y'all first came out or we did an article and then Aerobar kind of took a, a, I don't know, a 90 degree turn, 180 Sabbat- degree turn. I don't know. Maybe you can tell Sabbatical. us how. Okay. So, so um, kind of bring Michael us up Russell to speed. On. Yes. Yeah. You had Michael Russell on and he, he talked about. That's exactly right. And, stuff, yeah. and then in, entwined in that was a conversation about Aerobar because he is one of our brand ambassadors and he did help us develop the bar from a health standpoint, as you know, he was, you know, nicknamed Iron Mike. He was one of the Iron Men on tour and one of the most fit guys on tour. So this started with him. So, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll backtrack a little bit and 
tell you a little bit of the story of what happened and our little bit of a hiccup and sabbatical and now we're back in full force so um, well before you jump into that just can you just explain for the audience what aerobar is for those that aren't familiar with it yes aerobar is an all-natural gluten-free 75 percent organic nutrition bar energy bar before match during match product uh, we saw a need in the market as did our professionals who helped us developed the bar. We saw a need in tennis to develop a product like that. Very clean, very healthy, very easy to digest, easy to eat on court uh, bar. So, you know, a lot of guys, including myself, when I played at University of Miami and junior tennis in Florida, you just bringing a bunch of stuff on court, you know, bananas, all kinds of stuff and, you know, almonds. And, you know, we wanted to figure out a better way to encompass it into an easy easy to eat, easy to digest product um, for specifically that person. So on course. And, and, and why specifically for tennis? Well, we know tennis. We're tennis people, born and raised tennis. Uh, Mark Aerosmith and myself both played at Miami, played a ton of junior tennis, obviously. Uh, Michael Russell and James Blake both were instrumental in helping develop it because they were looking for something like that as well. Um, it's what we knew. To be honest with you, it's what we're experts in. Um, truthfully, you can eat it for most sports during competition and stuff like that. But we specifically designed it for tennis. You know, we did things with the bar like we used high melting point chocolate chips so that it didn't melt in your bag. You know, you take it out and there's no chocolate on, you know, it doesn't melt and it's not all over the wrapper. It's not over your fingers while you're playing. You know, we, um, we did things like that. We made sure the bar was intact, that you could throw it around in the bag and didn't come out. And it was all crumbled and mushed and all kinds of stuff. We made sure you, when you ate it, we did tons of testing on court with the guys about eating it and not really even needing water to wash it down so that it was really easy to digest on switchovers. So we just knew tennis, you know, and that's mm -hmm. why we did it that way. Um, gotcha. What we knew. So, gotcha. All right. So yeah. tell us your story. So we, <laughs> it's a long one, but I'll try to narrow it down. We, so when we launched, we launched, like I just said, we launched as a tennis product. We didn't really think about branding. We didn't really think about anything. We just really thought about making a bar that works, you know, finally coming out with something that works. And we had a great response. I mean, we had, I think we made about 30,000 bars. They were all gone. Um, all the tennis people, all the tennis players, tennis professionals. I mean, I have ATP tour pros out the wazoo and WTA tour pros asking for free product and bars and this, you know, it's great. I mean, knowledgeable people in the tennis world just ate the bar up and it was, it was great, but there's a little difference between that and getting you know getting sales getting getting product moved and pushed and and in in country clubs and in pro shops so we had to we had to stop and we had to rebrand and we had to reformulate a little bit you know we did things from the original bar to this one slightly different um we added for instance banana powder a lot of players bring banana on court we wanted to make sure that per serving in our bar, we had more potassium than a banana. So, and we accomplished that. We added almonds to it. 
um, our only sugar in the bar. We took out brown rice syrup and we add, it was, it's only honey as our, as our source of main source of sugar in the bar, which is a slow release sugar. Um, you know, guys like Djokovic eat a spoonful of sugar, honey, um, excuse me, spoonful of honey every morning. So, um, we wanted no crash effect in the bar at all, zero. So when you eat it, you don't feel any crash effect. So when you say crash effect, can you just explain what that is? Yeah. So if you eat like a, a Snickers bar, right. And there's high glycemic sugars in there, it's going to give you this jolt of energy and then you're just going to fall. Um, honey is very low glycemic and it's very slow releasing through the, through the body. And it, it just provides long lasting energy. Um, it's a, just an all natural, healthy sugar. Um, Got it. So, we, uh, okay. so the goal is, is when someone eats this bar that they're not going to have this, this kind of uh, jittery high sugar feeling in the body, but rather it's going to release slowly and sustain them over the course of a match. A hundred percent. Yeah. That okay. is exactly what it is. You, you definitely don't want that, you know, jittery feeling. I mean, I remember when I played junior tennis, my coach gave me, if I was like four all in the third set, he'd, he'd tell me to drink Coke so that I got a quick, so I got a quick jolt. But mm-hmm. if I would have done that in the first set, I would have had this big roller coaster ride of, of up and down, you know, highs right. and lows. So yeah, we didn't want to do that. So so we did that. We reformulated. We made it a better product. We, our packaging is beautiful now. I mean, it has all the ingredients on the front. It's a hand-drawn image. Um, it's really, it's really nice. Um, it's more relatable um, to consumers. People see it. People understand it. And and the thing was is that you know before we were really just, you know, we were there for the pros, and we had thirty-plus college teams big college programs, some of the biggest in the country using the product. And it was great, but the consumer, you know, junior tennis players and coaches and academies and anyone who loves tennis or, you know, nutritionists, we really weren't hitting. We really weren't breaking through because the name, the bar and the branding and the packaging and everything we stood for didn't really mean anything. You know, there was nothing behind it. So we learned, a valuable lesson. And right now, you know, we're, we're doing great on our relaunch because we're really focusing on our direct target market. And we really care about that market, about the tennis player. You know, we started a, now a brand ambassador program and it's open to anybody who really is passionate, who loves tennis. I asked them to reach out to me on Instagram, just direct message me. And, you know, we have, a, I'm the one responding to all of it. I have a direct conversation with them. Um, I talk about tennis. I talk about what they're doing. I talk about, you know, we talk about anything. And to be honest with you, it really is about getting in tune with tennis and the tennis player and letting everybody out there know that, listen, this product was designed and developed by tennis players for tennis players that's who we care about. That's what we know about. We're experts in that world. Um, and we care, we really want to impact tennis. And we know that it's, it is a, a spot that is very dicey when it comes to nutrition. People aren't eating right. You know, I have been obviously to a million junior tournaments and, you know, nutrition is not taken that seriously, but on tour, it's everything, you know, I mean, right. 
nutrition is huge. I mean, these guys are as fit as they've ever been and they're eating as clean as they've ever eaten. And I mean, they're, they're superhuman at this point on tour. So that is our goal now is to really get in touch with the consumer. And I've been on Instagram. I mean, I'm hundreds of messages, people reaching out to me now about becoming part of the Aerobar team, the Aerobar family, you know, when they, they DM me, it, you know, and, and it works out. I give them a, a nice, healthy discount code. We send them a t-shirt. We send them a handful of uh, iron on patches like the pros wear on their shirt um, as part of our team. And we're just really trying to just touch the tennis community and impact it because it's, it's something that's needed and we developed it because it was needed. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of our journey. We learned a valuable lesson that that is, that's why we started it. That's our roots. That's who we are. Our story behind the product and everything is, is, is very interesting and, uh, people should know it and we should share it. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about your ambassador program. What is that and how do people get involved in it? Honestly, it's really simple. We opened it up to everybody that is in the tennis world community, um, coaches, players, um, academies, the whole nine yards. And they reach out to me on Instagram. They direct message me. Our thing is Aerobar Energy. Um, and, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes on parentingaces.com too, just so my audience knows. Okay. Great. Um, yeah. And, and they'd reach out to me. We have a conversation. I find out what, you know, is it, are you a coach? Are you this or that? Whatever. And we, you know, it depends, you know, every, you know, right now we're giving a big discount to players, a, a very big discount to players with a shirt, like I said, and patches. And really all they need to do is direct message me and show me, you know, that they do have that love and passion for tennis. And, and all we ask in return really is not, you know, this is not a salesy thing. It's a, you know, go on Instagram. And if you love the product and you really love it and you eat it and you, and it really helps you out there, share it with, share it with your peers, share it with the tennis community and let them know that it works for you. You mm-hmm. know, it's not a, it's not a, anyone who reached out to me, here you go, here's product. It's, do you love the product? You you love the brand? You love what we stand for? Are you on the same page? And if you are, join the team. Come on board and and just help grow the brand and grow the tennis community. And you know we've had a lot of success in college tennis. Um, unfortunately, I can't promote the teams because they're sponsored by some big brands, but they do buy our product. Um, a lot of big programs, and um, you know we are working with ITA Tennis at the moment. Um, they're interested in making us an official bar of, of intercollegiate tennis, so which is really cool. Um, so, yeah. And again, that goes back to our story and our brand ambassadors. Um, all of them play college tennis, so it's, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, well, let's, well, let's talk about the the crew behind Aerobar and where y'all all came from. So you played at university of Miami. And as I learned when we were talking before we started recording, you were on the team with Todd Whittem, who my listeners know very well. <laughs> so that's kind of a cool connection. And what about the rest of the founding members of Aerobar? Yeah. So Mark and I met uh, playing college tennis at university of Miami. Um, I met Todd years later. I think I was a, I think I was a junior or senior when we met um, on the team. 
So, um, but Mark and I met and played at Miami. And then Mark was old, is older than me. He played with Mike Russell at Miami. They played together and Mark coached him on tour a little bit. So that was the connection with Mike. Um, and so that was the foundation of it. Um, then we've known James for a while. We got James on board. He obviously played college tennis at Harvard. Um, then as we built the product and the product was ready to go, we got Stevie Johnson on board, who probably is the, I think he is the greatest college tennis player of all time, actually. Um, then, uh, we got, uh, John Isner on board who played at Georgia. As everyone knows. And okay, then, wait. You didn't give USC a shout out. We gotta give USC a shout out for Steve. <laughs> I did say he was the greatest player of all time, at least. Yeah, uh, but we get we gotta we gotta give the plug yeah. to the schools. Yes, USC Trojans, Stevie Johnson, uh, probably the greatest <laughs> teams of all time too. Um, and then John Isner at Georgia, and then uh, we got Nicole Gibbs on board, um, who played for Stanford. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting story, and that's why um, the ITA of college is really interested in our brand is, you know, we all of us were college tennis players. All of us kind of just, you know, love tennis and have a passion for it, and that's how the team really developed, and that was the core team when we launched, and that is, that's all of us. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting, and it's, intri- you know, it's a really intriguing story, and, you know, as we grow and get bigger, we'd love to give back to college tennis. I know there is a struggle. I know a lot of teams get cut, um, you know, so hopefully one day we become big enough of a brand to be able to help college tennis and help different kinds of tennis. Uh, you know, we're in talks with Florida tennis because Mark and I were Florida tennis players and they love the story as well. And we want to help the Florida tennis foundation, um, charitable foundation and their, really gung-ho about that so we're about to start working with them as well um you know giving back a little bit to where we started um this doesn't this isn't possible this business isn't possible if it wasn't for tennis um for all of us i mean it just right. wouldn't be right. we wouldn't have the connections we have we wouldn't have the relationships we have the trust we have with each other it, it really was built from from tennis so it's pretty cool well, and, you know, one of the things that jumps out at me as a tennis parent or former tennis parent, I guess once a tennis parent, always a tennis parent. Uh, but, yeah, always. <laughs> but one of the things that jumps out at me about the Arrow Bar story is not only were you all junior tennis players, not only were you all college tennis players, but some of you went on to have successful professional tennis careers. Others of you went on to have successful business careers. And the underlying thread, as you've said, is the tennis and it's brought you all together and brought you all together under this tennis umbrella. And now you are all using your experiences, not only in the tennis world, but also through your college connections, through your business connections to launch a product and grow a brand across the tennis spectrum for sure. But, you know, I suspect that it's going to expand beyond tennis eventually, if, if not really quickly, because I think the story is so good. And for me personally, I always love highlighting stories that have their roots in junior tennis because I just think 
you know, sometimes as parents, we lose sight of the reason that we wanted our kids to start playing tennis in the first place. It's not, you know, at from day one, it's not usually because we are thinking college scholarship or we're thinking professional career. It's usually about a social outlet for our kid or a way for them to be physically active and, you know, learn a new skill. And so for me to hear your story of how you have all come together through tennis to launch a successful product is just brilliant. Well, we appreciate that. And you're right. I mean, tennis taught me a lot more than just, you know, I I got a scholarship to play tennis at the university of Miami, but that was like one little piece to it, to be honest with you. Um, You know, I'm still on group threads with five of my teammates from that team. We literally talk daily, every day. Mm -hmm. There's on the group thread, you make lifelong friends. I mean, from a work ethic standpoint, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm up at 4.45 every morning. I probably don't stop until 10 at night. And it, I actually think it's easier than when I was training to play high-level tennis. So, honestly, I mean, I just think it's easier. I mean, going on the court five, six, seven hours a day, training, stretching, icing, you know, the discipline it takes to, to train that hard to be really good teaches you a lot. teaches you a lot, and it prepares you for the, for the real world and um, I'm glad you brought that up because that is 1 million percent the case for, for all of the guys that are involved in the company. Um, you know, they'll tell you the same thing. So, you know, James is doing a lot of commentating now and a lot of other businesses and he'll tell you the same thing, like compared to his tennis life, this is easy. So, um, and yeah, sometimes parents do lose sight of what's important in this and what you're actually gaining from it a scholarship and all that is like icing on the cake. That's great if it happens, but you know, teaching your kid the work ethic and commitment and dedication and not quitting. I mean, I remember my dad would not let me quit tennis. I tried a few times. Trust me. It got, you know, you know how it goes. You're tennis. Sure. Yeah. I tried a few times. Trust me. And, uh, he said, we don't quit. We just don't quit. You want, you know, and if you do quit, you're going to get a job. You're going to do something. You're just not going to sit at home. And the alternatives to, from playing tennis to getting a job and all that at 16, 17. And I was like, oh, I think I'll keep playing tennis. So, <laughs> you know, a familiar but, story, I must say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure every parent has gone through this. And, um, and then at one point in college, I wanted to quit. You know, I had one bad year and I just wasn't into it. And I, my mind was out of it. And he said, sure, but go, go to University of Miami uh, fund, you know, the, to get your financial aid because I'm not paying for it and go get your financial aid and see how much it costs and how long it's going to take you to pay it off. And I actually went and it, the, you know, I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, Miami's 50,000 plus a year. So right. um, I was, it like, is a private yeah. school for those that don't know <laughs> you yeah, hear like University I, of Miami and you think it's a state public funded school. It's not, it's private. Yeah. I yeah. was like, I'm going to continue playing tennis again. So yeah, um, I think your dad and I are kindred spirits. I think we need to meet because these are the exact conversations that went on in my house a few years ago. So, <laughs> and you know, I was so mad at him at the time and never understood it. But now I look at it, I'm like, thank God that yeah. he was that way. Thank yeah. God. Because it, it, in this business, it's funny because in this business, you know, Mark and I run the day to day and we talk every single day and 
there's times where, I mean, we could, we talk about writing a book about this at the end of the journey, because it's unbelievable. The amount of, the amount of stuff that comes at you where you just don't know if you can figure it out. And the easiest thing to do is just quit on it. The easiest thing to do is just be like, well, we can't figure this out. We're done. But you know what? Every single piece of that we've always figured out. We've always like made it through it because of that mentality, because of the, you know, no quit. And that comes from my tennis, from my child, from my dad, from, you know, you're not quitting. Sorry. My, my college coach, Jay Berger, <laughs> he wouldn't let you quit. I can promise you that. And for those who don't know, Jay Berger's top 10 in the world, um, ATP and one of the toughest guys you'll ever meet. So yeah, I mean, you know, and so it was, it's instilled in you. To be honest right. with you, and tennis is a massive sports. I don't want to just say tennis, but this is a tennis conversation. But sports in general really, really teaches you that. And uh, I have a seven-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. My seven-year-old plays golf. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing. You just got to instill it in in your kids. I mean, you just have to. It's, it, they'll thank you later. Trust me. I didn't it, it may be It may be way later. I mean, let me later. just put that out there. It, it could be like <laughs> 10 years later, but, yes. but it does come it back. It, it really does. So Absolutely. now that you're a parent, I didn't realize you were a sports parent. So this is, okay. I mean, a whole other piece of the conversation we have to have now, Andrew. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. What did you learn from your parents as you were coming up as a junior athlete that you are now using or scrapping in parenting your own kids as they go through sports. Man, that is so funny. I just had this conversation the other day. My kid played his first golf tournament and I was his caddy. Okay? <laughs> Cause that's, that's how junior golf is. And junior golf oh, yeah. is so smart at involving the parents. I love that. And I, I'm going to just, let me, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. as an aside, I did an article about junior golf and what tennis could learn from golf. And I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes for, for this episode on parentingaces.com. If, if you haven't read that article, please take a look at it because it's super interesting the way golf is structured, but okay. So go ahead. You were his caddy. Sorry about that. <laughs> I know it's okay. It's funny. Actually, it's a really funny story. I'm his caddy and he's, he's a really talented golfer. He really is. Um, he's really good. He's got a lot of natural gifts in golf. I mean, well, anyone who sees him is like, Oh my God, this kid's unbelievable. So I'm trying to manage this properly because now I've coached tennis. I, I run a business that revolves around tennis with the bar and like, you know, I know too much almost right. Yeah. As the parent now I'm the parent. So now I've seen, now I'm on all sides of it at this point. And so I'm caddying for him and he's lining up all over the place and I'm trying to be super calm. And I'm like, Hey man, you got to line up, you know, cause I'm, I, I'm a good golfer myself. So I know golf and I'm like, you got to line up this way. You got to aim this way. You got to aim. And he's not listening to me at all. Like zero. And he doesn't <laughs> not listening to me at all. And all I'm thinking in my head is now I totally get the parental side struggle. Like, like in my head, all I'm thinking to myself is all the parents I've talked to coaching kids, all the times my told my parents, you know, gave my parents a hard time. That is all cycling through my head at this point during this tournament. And I'm laughing in my head. I'm like laughing, like I'm getting back what I deserve here. 
right? And your kid's so, only seven. So you are at the seven. very beginning of a very long journey. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and you know, he's a great kid. He's a great kid, like super sweet, super nice. His name's Davis. He's, he's named after Davis Love, the golfer. And he is awesome but he would not listen to anything I was saying. He was getting frustrated when I tell him to line up. And, you know, it was a, it was an interesting dynamic because we were kind of frustrated together. And I left the course with him and, you know, I tried to be as calm as possible. And I, I said to my wife, I'm never caddying again, done. I'm never caddying again. And the reason I'm not caddying again, because I understand the dynamic. A coach, my coach could tell me in tennis the same exact thing my dad did. And I tell my dad, he didn't know anything. And yeah. I'd listen to my coach like he was a genius. Yeah. So I, so what I, you know, again, my experience of coaching and playing and being on all sides of it, I'm out. I told my wife, it's not healthy. It's not where I should be. It's not my role. You know, it's just not, I shouldn't be inside the ropes. He, someone else can do it. Like, I'm a member of a golf course here and I'm like, one of my buddies plays with us all the time. Like you're catting for next time. And he's like, perfect. And you know, what? my son will listen to him to the T to the T and he'll tell him the same stuff. So, so yeah, so that's, that was my uh, golf tournament experience and I got it back in full force. That's for sure. And so, but what are some of the positive things that, you took away from how your parents parented you during your tennis journey that, I mean, obviously recognizing that being your son's caddy is maybe not the best role for you, which is awesome that you realize that at age seven, as opposed to age 15, where, you know, you've been doing it wrong all those years. Cause I can Correct. tell you, you know, making, having those realizations after the fact is, can be really painful. Um, But what are some of the positive, other positive things you took away from how your parents handled your tennis? Well, my parents always demanded that I worked hard, that I respected my coaches, that I, you know, that I was on court, that I was a, a model citizen on court. Like I wasn't throwing my racket. I wasn't misbehaving. So, you know, in golf, you know, you hit a shot and, you know, there's kids who smack their clubs on the ground or get all, you know, I, I told him. So my role, my the way I feel my role is, is obviously support him, you know, with what he wants to do, but also teach him right from wrong as a parent. Like, listen, you don't act, you know, like a jerk on the course. You don't throw your clubs. If I see it, you're not playing, you know, those kind of things, you know, behavior, attitude, respect to your opponent you know, obviously you want to beat them and inside the ropes, you know, game face on and, and try to beat, you know, as bad as you can beat them, but do it the right way. You know, there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. And that's where my experience comes in. And that's where he's going to have to listen to me in that regard. Um, in terms of inside the ropes, I, I, you know, it's very rare. Sometimes it does work with parents, but I just don't think that that's the place for parents. Um, I, for some reason, caddied because he was seven years old. I thought that it was just going to be something fun. And it turned out exactly as I'm saying, like, I shouldn't be inside the ropes. You know, mm-hmm. um, that is someone else's job. That's not my role. My role is a parent. And right. I'm a parent with this one. And, you know, he is not going to listen to me like the kids I coach listen to me. 
because those kids act the same way to their parents, right? right. The way he did towards me. So, um, so yeah, I mean, no quitting, you know, he, you know, at some point I'm going to make him understand that he's going to have to commit to something and stick to it. The no bouncing around to a million different things and never really being good at anything. Um, you know, I think there's, it's important to be good at something, um, or at least give everything you've got to try to be as good as you can at something. Um, so yeah, my, my, my dad had a very rough upbringing in, in, uh, in war torn Germany back in the day. And he's really a no BS guy and excuses weren't really much of a thing. And, uh, so yeah, no excuses really. He's got a great life but you're going to have to commit to something. You're going to have to work hard. You're going to learn work ethic. That's, I think, my job and my role with him as a parent. Um, and in turn, that's going to help him as a player. But the coaches need to do the coaching. Even though I know plenty, I, I shouldn't be the coach. So, again, that, that works. There's, you know, the Stevie Johnson, I mean, his dad coached him. So it works. There's, there's situations that work, but um, for this situation, <laughs> I'm not going to be the coach. That's for sure. Got it. But, and I suspect your dad would be very proud to hear you say all these things. And I also suspect when you were seven, eight, nine years old and your dad was instilling these lessons in you that maybe you weren't as receptive to hearing them as you are now that you are a parent yourself. One million percent. Oh my God. I fought all of it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Ran the mom all the time. Mom was a softy. <laughs> I Ran the it. mom all the time. Yeah. Mom would be like, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. So yeah, definitely at the time, I would say probably until I was, man, I got to think 20, I don't know, mid to late twenties that I, that I actually finally get what he was saying. You know, I play, because I that's when your cerebral cortex is fully formed. Until oh, then, you, you are undeveloped human. We all are. And yeah. I, it's as a parent, it's so hard to remember that, that our kids are still, their brains are not fully formed until their mid-20s. And it's so tough to remember that <laughs> as, it, as they're coming up. It, it is. And, and, you know, it was even tough for me to remember when I was on the golf course with my son that like, oh my goodness, like it finally hit me like a few hours in, like I am like my dad, I, like, you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. saying like my dad, like my dad would sit behind the court and, you know, oh man, I wish he would move his feet and I wish he would do this. And I'd turn around and be like, are you kidding? I can hear everything he's saying, like, stop. Like, you know what I mean? So it was, it was one of those things where like, I'm having this flashback where I'm like, man, you hated it. He, you know, I get it. I get what's happening here, but it took me a little bit, even yeah. with all the experience. So it is tough as a parent. It is tough as a parent. I feel for tennis parents. I mean, even when I go watch kids play that I coach, I, you know, it's, it's hard. It's a lot harder to, and I'm not their parent and it's still a lot harder to sit back and uh, just stay calm and, and really understand the reality of all of it. It's, it's really difficult. It's a difficult job sports. Uh, Tennis, for sure. Um, like 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough. And I will say it gets easier, I think, but I, you know, I tell a story all the time of talking to Robbie Ginepri's parents because they own the club where my son trained for a while in Atlanta. And I asked them, you know, once Robbie went out on tour, did it get easier to watch his matches? And they both started laughing and they're like, are you kidding me? Now his livelihood's on the line. It's way tougher to watch him play as a professional because if he doesn't win, he might not be able to pay his rent. There's always new challenges at every level. It's always something, you know, in yeah. college, keep your scholarship and make sure, you know, don't kick, kick off the team. And it, it's always a new challenge and pro. Yeah. I mean, you're playing for your livelihood. It's, there's always a different challenge that awaits. So it, it's not easy. That's for sure. Right. And tennis on top of it. And golf is similar. Individual sport, it's all you. If you're bad, you're really bad. Like you see it. It's glaring. There's no hiding. There's no substitute. There's no, all right, take take Jimmy out. Put Johnny in today for, yeah. you know, soccer or football. Or, you know, you, you can win as a football team and, and be awful that day. Tennis, right. usually if you're awful, you're losing. Right. So... Right. It's, uh, it's very, it, it's a lot more mentally challenging for young kids because there's a lot of losing. I mean, I tell a lot of my students, like one person wins the tournament. If you have a draw of 64, there's only one person that we're going to call like the winner, a winner. Everyone else lost. <laughs> so sure. think about that. You have 63 other losers, not losers as people, but losers like that have lost in the tournament. Yeah. And you have one person who walked away with no losses. So it's a lot of losing, right? And you have consolation. And, and again, you have one, there's two people, one lost once and one lost zero and everyone right. else lost at least twice. So, um, it's a lot of losing. So it it's tough to take. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it tough, is. it's tough. To, it's tough to take and it's tough for kids to, to do that. Tennis is very difficult. At least golf, you know, you finish top 10, you know, it's like a leaderboard. It's a little different you know, but tennis is, tennis is straight win or lose. And it's, it's tough. It will, it will teach you a lot about yourself. That's for sure. Will you introduce tennis to your kids as well? Um, my seven-year-old played some tennis, um, but he loves golf more. And if he wants to, I mean, it's dangerous for me, but, uh, (laughs) I wouldn't coach him. I can tell you that much. I would hand that off to uh, my brother or, you know, some of our other coaches, I would definitely not coach him. I, that would be very dangerous. I know way too much in the tennis world. That's for sure to be his coach. So. And with your little one, uh, my one and a half year old. Um, yeah. If he, if he wants to, he's a little bit of a maniac. So who knows what he's going to do? Um, my, my first one is very like, very focused, very determined. Like he'll go, I could drop him at the golf course. He'll spend four or five hours there. No problem. I mean, it's, it's really at age cool. seven. Wow. Absolutely. I, well, my wife was a world-class soccer player. She had a full scholarship to Miami. She was, she was on some national teams, us national. She was one of the, she was the number one recruit in the country in soccer out of high school. So, so it's in the genes. It's a little bit of a sports DNA. And this one, he has, He's very, he's much more mature beyond his years in regards to the sports into, mm-hmm. into golf. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he has such a knack for it. I'm not really touching it. I'm letting him do whatever he wants. He plays soccer also. He plays uh, baseball. He does a bunch of other stuff. I don't want him to not experience other stuff. It's just, you know, hopefully he sticks with golf because he's, he's just really good at it. Um, Love it. So, and, and I think he will. He loves it. I mean, he loves it. So that's awesome. And that's important too. You got to love it. So whatever they love, really, I mean, if my one and a half year old comes to me and says, I'm obsessed with tennis, I'm not going to tell him no. So that's, you know, you got to do what you love. I mean, you got to love it. It's hard enough. You just truly have to love it. Well, let's circle back to Aerobar, speaking of loving it, because you guys, as you mentioned, you know, the the passion for the product and the passion for the sport of tennis has helped you over the hurdle of some frustrating times and, you know, some times where maybe you weren't real sure where things were going. And I just think it's it's such a great story, Andrew, and I am really wish you guys all the success in the world. I'm thrilled to hear that y'all are working with the ITA. I hope that turns into something bigger for everybody. And um, I, I'm thrilled to hear about your ambassador program and really want to encourage the Parenting Aces audience to get involved with that. It's kind of a no-brainer, right? DM him on Instagram, get involved. And again, we'll have links to all that in the show notes on parentingaces.com. But any last words you want to share with the Parenting Aces audience? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you having me and everything you said is exactly right. All you got to do is DM me. Um, Your kids will, I mean, we're literally giving such a great discount for kids to use it and to be part of the team. And it's really cool. We, We follow their tournaments, any accomplishments, they send it to us and we share it. You know, congratulations on your tournament, on this and that. Like, you know, just the love and the passion for for tennis and for impacting communities is what we want to do. And I do want to give one thanks to uh, a gentleman named Richard Mensing, who also was instrumental in developing the bar. He has a PhD in nutrition, and he's very knowledgeable in the nutrition world. And he helped us make a lot of changes in the bar, and he is at the McEnroe Academy. He's in charge of all of fitness and nutrition for sport time in New York. And... Uh, He's awesome. I mean, he's great. And, you know, I didn't mention him earlier, but I just wanted to mention him now because he was very instrumental. As as you see, there's a lot of smart, high-level tennis people behind the product. And we just want to share it with – we just want to be – we are basically the number one bar in tennis. Um, but we want to be even even more. I mean, we want everybody, we want college teams, everyone to experience it because it was designed for them. It was designed for you guys so that – you know, join the team. There's, there's no reason not to. Absolutely. Love it. Well, Andrew Golub, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure getting to know you a little bit better and good luck to your little guy on the golf course and yay for you for, (laughs) for recognizing where the best spot for you is when he's out there playing. And I wish both of you all the success and, all the success to Aerobar as you guys continue to grow and develop. And to my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And we will catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll share the podcast with your tennis community. For all the information you need to navigate the junior and college tennis journey, be sure to check out ParentingAces.com.